in love with a person. You also can fall out of love with a person. That don't mean that you don't care about what happens to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so you know, it, it might be a dude like wanting to make sure that, okay, I'll I use a dude, for example. He's making sure that you cool. He trying to make your life better. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, he you hungry, he feeds you. You know, he's there for you. You know what I'm saying? And not once has he ever tried to disrespect you by, you know, trying to touch on you, lick on you, suck on you. You know what I'm saying? None of that. He's just want to make sure he, he's just digging on you. He just loves you. But say you, you, you not, say you don't love him the way he loves you. But then again, but that dude doesn't not know that a real man has not loved you and have not found out two years later. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, now she she sees what type of person this dude is, and then she tries to get it back, but it's too late because he's already moved on. It don't mean that he moved on to another person, but he could be like, you know, I had to move my emotions away because you keep. You keep pissing on them. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't keep having your heart open and someone keeps pissing on the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Keep spitting on it. You got to do something to protect yourself. You know what I mean? True. So, so I mean, they would still have some type of love for you. Like, hey, I hope you do well. Hope you succeed. Hope everything's cool with you. Uh, well, it's not. Well, okay, I hope things get better. You know what? I'm you know, I'm going to go ahead and holler at Geo Dizzle. I'm going to send up a couple of prayers, you know. But all that extra stuff that they used to do for you, they're not going to do. They're not going to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, those type of people, they used to be excited when they heard your voice or you sent them a text or or you called them. But when they see that you text or they, oh, what's up? It's more of an irritation now. Mm. You know, kind of like what they say. Well, it's a thin line between love and hate. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, it's a thin line. But it's also a thin line to where a part a person can easily dismiss you as much as accept you. Because when you have a person that really loves you through your through your faults and your weaknesses and your shortcomings, you probably need to look at that type of person. Like, well, you know what? Let me kind of roll with this person because that's a rare quality. God does that. God does that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He loves us beyond our faults. And when, when, when God sends people like that to other people, God sent those people to them. But the problem is the ones that God sent that love because they was probably cr- praying and crying too much when God got tired, like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and send you somebody. But they don't never, they don't never respect that person. They always trying to juice them out of time and resources. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But once that person has enough strength to say, hey, you know what? I ain't messing with you no more. Or I ain't calling you no more. I ain't texting you no more. I ain't trying to come kick it with you no more. Then that's another, that's another level. Because that means they finally got over you. Not saying that they still don't love them, but, you know, because, you know, my thing is, one of the hardest things, like you said, one of the most hardest things to do is love. And then it's harder to love a person when, you know, they just piss, piss on you every chance they get, you know? 
and then God tell you don't even trip, don't even say say stuff half the time. You're like, hey, God, I'm on. What this person think I'm a punk bitch? You know, like old boy said from Rush Hour. You know, I ain't no punk bitch. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, it's kind of you know. Well, what if you know? And then uh, to piggyback off of that, I've also noticed that um, a woman can pray and ask for a type of man and then when she get blessed with that type of man she don't uh-huh. want him I didn't hear the last part she don't I, what? she don't want him like there are also women who will be praying for a certain type of man uh-huh. or the type of man she would want and then when um, she gets that man. She don't. She don't want him, or she don't notice him, or she don't adore him, as though she should. Okay, that's an easy one. This is another thing. If you'd asked me this in uh, November last year, I would have been able to answer it. What? Part of it is she loves the idea of that type of person. Mm. You see what I'm saying? She wants someone to. Where she can take around her family, you know what I'm saying? It's cool that you can go to different social events. And what I mean by social events, I'm not talking like like a club. I mean somewhere like you can go out to like a five star restaurant where it ain't really too many of our people there. Mm-hmm. Where you and how they can be articulate with their words, uh, they're educated. You know what I'm saying? That you know their name is good out here out here in the streets and also in the, in the, in the corporate world, the job market, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, you know, someone who has uh, a, a spiritual relationship with God, you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying like all churchy, but, you know, someone who loves God and has a relationship with God and that, they, you know, they can get some prayers through God, you know? Yeah. So, she loves that. She loves that because you can bring the church, you have somebody on your arm, but you can't, you can't, you can't bring Pookie or Ray Ray to church. First of all, it's gonna make you look look stupid or out of place. People gonna be looking at you sideways, and he gonna be uncomfortable. But the thing about it is, she don't want the one she prayed for. She don't want the one that God sent. She don't want the polished version. And she's so eager to understand that was God sending sending you double for your trouble. She don't want that. She prayed for it. God gave it to her. But the reality is, in her heart. In her heart, that's not what she want. You know what I'm saying? She wanted Taiwan and, and Dre all muscled up, all tatted up with four, five baby mamas and like six, seven kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At home all day playing PlayStation or Xbox. That's what she want. Because she feels like she can, she can change him. But you can't change anybody who doesn't want to change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if he's got four, five different other baby mamas, okay, and you become six or seven, obviously those vaginas before you didn't change nothing. So your vagina is not no different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's going to make a life changing. You know what I'm saying? The best to catch prostitutes would be married all day, every day. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is, sis, you know. Most women, they say they want somebody upstanding. They want somebody that loves God. But the problem is when God, God's hearing them, 
God's listening. He hearing their cries. He tired of them. Keep praying for it. He sends it. He knows they're not ready. But God sent. Sometimes, sometimes, God knows you're not ready for something. And he'll send it to you sometimes. Just to see how you're going to react. Because he was tired, he tired of you. You know, it's just like your little kid. He asked you, "Well, mom, I want the cookie," and you're like, "Nah." And they keep you say, "All right, let's get the damn cookie." Shit, I'm tired. It's the same thing. We pray to God. We his children. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He gets the same way. Look, I ain't told you I'm gonna do it for you, but the reason why I ain't come because I'm trying to work on you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so when I bring them to you, y'all can really like half bow each other build and grow before y'all walk down the aisle. You see what I'm saying? You ain't got to have fun to get married. Part of the fun is getting to know each other. Right. And going different places and, and putting them in different environments to see how they how they react and go traveling to see how they are. But the thing about it is people don't want that no more. They don't want quality people no more. Oh, I like that. They don't want quality people no more. You know what I'm saying? You know, when they when they ask for people like that, male or female, what they're saying is what they're saying is is they they want someone to take care of them. Mm. They work. It's kinda like when I was work, I was a supervisor at JC Penney's and some of the guys would say, Oh man, well this girl works, this 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 girl works, man, I'm gonna talk to her. I would say, Don't waste your I said, Don't waste your time. And I took a couple of them around, and I told them who's really here to work, who's here to really hustle, and who's here to work, because they have to. I was like, this one right here, she got got three kids, two baby daddies. He don't do shit, so she gotta. So if you hook up with her, that means she gonna get a part of your check. This one over here, I'm not impressed by a woman at work because I look to see if she has happiness and joy while she's doing her work. I look at pa- I look at passion, see if she's doing the work. But she's always having an attitude every time you see her. She always got her head down. She's always got her bone. That means she's disengaged. That means she don't want to be where she at. That means she's doing it not because she wants to, but she has to. Mm. You know. So if you hook up with them, then you're gonna have to do do what you're doing, and then you have to double up because you're gonna have to take care of her. Because the minute that you you have to do that to get her, and the minute that you stop, she gonna go to the next penis. If she don't already have the penis in play with you at the same time. And chances are, she does have another penis in play at the same time as you. Well. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, dudes, we're not, you know, we're not three-dimensional. It takes us a while to get that way. You know, we only see it one side, you know. But then we get tired, tired of the same shit. Then we start doing checks and balances. Oh, I've done this for you. I've done that for you. But you can't do this for me. It's like really. That's when they start questioning it up. If the person's a weak-minded type of person, they return into a bad person. Why? Why is that? reason being is because their expectations was too high and they mm. felt like they gave their heart. There's nothing wrong with giving your heart to the right person but 
most of the time, people give their hearts to the wrong person. They'll do whatever. They do whatever until they get whatever out of you. You know, my thing is, for a female, you know, she can be like, oh, I'm trying to get this dude because I, I, I just want his penis. Once I, you know, get it a couple of times, it's, I'm good. Or I want his penis enough to where I get him hooked to do what I tell him to do. Mm. See what I'm saying? But let's talk about the dude, too. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we equal opportunity on our shows. You know this. So so then the same thing when it comes to, to, to the to, to the dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I'm going I'm to I'm keep digmatizing this chick until she starts losing her daggone mind. It's the same thing. Men do it to women. Women do it to men. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I don't care who does it to who. The fact is, it's still being done. Well, I have a question on that then. Go so, ahead. when does fear kick in? Because at some point, this person might go into a rage and make an attempt to kill you or they make an attempt to harm you or they make an attempt to harm your children or they make an attempt to harm the person around you. Right. Why Why are none of those factors put in play? Because most people are thinking about the here and now. They're not thinking about the, the consequences or the repercussions. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people did not really pay attention to Thin Line with Mar- Martin Lawrence and uh, Lynn Whitfield. They thought it was just, you know, romantic type of comedy. You know what I'm saying? But she really was fucking him up through the... When she, when she found out that he didn't want to have nothing to do with her, he was just hitting, hitting her vagina. Once she found that out, she changed quick. And I mean, Kansas City weather quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And But there was warnings, though. It, exactly. It was warnings, but he dismissed it. But it was con- it was constant warnings to the point to where she's like, fuck it, I'm not playing with you no more. I'm about, I'm about to kill you. And that's how it is in real life, sis. You know, people, they want to keep poking the bear. You know, they want to keep poking the line, thinking they ain't going to have them for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? You keep pulling your finger, you know, at them. They ain't getting your finger. They taking your arm off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, they, they want to think like they in Vegas. You know what I mean? You know, they want to keep keep rolling, keep, keep gambling. Some people, when you see that they kind of closed off, you know, and for some reason they picked you. It was something in you that they see that they like. And you can't be 100% of what they want because it's kind of like a give and take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Leave them type of people the fuck alone. Because you can't, you can't have more than just one person with those type of people. You can't, they can't be a side chick or a side nigga. You know what I mean? They will kill you or torture you and kill you or kill you and still torture you. Because they still probably be, uh, they basically torturing a family because now you are no longer around. Right. So the family now has to live with the fact that whatever they did is going to be forever. Yep. Yep. 
And, you know, we, we, we had a guy that we just got rid of the other day at work. And me and a partner was talking about it tonight in the parking lot. And he was like, I'm glad they got rid of this dude because this dude is certifiable. Crazy. He's like, he's like, he fits a type. You piss him off, he'll come back. He want to do Terminator. You know, start shooting every damn body. You know what I'm saying? So then I had to go back and really think about some of the conversations that I had with this dude. I'm like, they've always been freaking off. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, he, he is kind of not rap too tight. So then he talking about, you know, his ex keeps push uh pissing him off, you know, and he kept saying, I'ma kill I'ma kill I'ma kill that bitch. I'ma kill her. You know what I'm saying? So so all we know is he up in jail, cops arrested him, you know, he had a pistol in his possession, but he's still in jail. Now, had to be something major because he's of Caucasian descent. So if it's just a pistol. That wasn't enough to be arrested you and process you. You've been in jail for almost three weeks. Oh, wow. See what I'm saying? But I could tell he was out. And my other partner said the same shit. So it's like, it's go back to what you're saying. It's all types of warnings, but most people don't, don't look at it. So you got to be very careful about who you want to pursue. You got to be very careful about who you sleep with. Because some of those type of people, you can't just sleep with them one time. They think you sleep with them one time like like they own your ass. Like how white folks used to do black folks. Mm-hmm. Type, of, type of own. Like, now nah, we together now. Like, what are you talking about? We just having a good time. Nah, the minute that we start having sex, you became my type of shit. Like, I mean, this ain't the Bible, but certain aspects of it, they take that shit literal. You like, oh shit. And then the only only person that can get you out of that is God. You know, um, the funny thing is, about 10 minutes ago, I was going to, you know, ask that question. Um, How come we're not at that stage where, or even comfortable with that stage of. You know, back in the gap when couples met each other, they met, they seen each other, a man just automatically knew you was my girl. That That's the one I want to spend the rest of my life with. And it's crazy that you just said that. In these nowadays terms, if someone says that to you, you automatically think this person is psycho, you know? A man, yep. you know, like uh, just situations that I was just talking about uh, maybe an hour ago that I have met, you know, uh, quite a few prestige type men, you know, and they tell me they're uh, this type of um, in career and they have that type of career and this is that and a third. And, you know, me being me back then, I'm not believing none of that, just not none of it. And then come to find out they were telling the truth. Right. But if I had that mentality that, you know, the early 50s, 40s, 60s, when a man say, you know, I want you to be mine. Uh, this is the type of career that I have. Um, and I want to, you know, shower you with it. 
you know, right. women now will be looking like, dude, you crazy. Ain't no way you got, you know, I ain't gonna say women now. I was, I was saying, ain't no way you got this and you trying to, you know, holler at little old me with nothing, you know. Right. Why have we got to, unless you're like a truly gold, I ain't gonna call you a gold digger. Unless you're like one of them women who prey on men that have money, why would a wholesome woman not believe that if a guy with a certain career, lifestyle, or um, bank account believe that he probably would just want to love her and it's not so much of trying to control her? Well, it doesn't matter what relationship that you're in. I mean, let's just be real. We all want so. It doesn't matter if we man or woman. We all want some type of control with it, of the relationship. But but the fact is, you got to have, it has to be a balance. You know what I'm saying? And if you, I mean, and it's easy to tip that scale. And the thing about it is, a man can tip that scale or a woman. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's very dangerous. You know what I'm saying? On both ends, you know? Because a man could be, it could, a dude could be like, like an alpha type of dude, he making his money, he taking care of the house. But if his chick's making more money, he'll be threatened by that. Depending on what type of chick she is, she might say, well, hey, I'm making more bread up in here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'll call the shots or or this. this, this I, did a, I did an episode. Uh, I want to say like season one or season two of Bubble and I said, men, stop moving into to your, your girl's house or your woman's house. Reason why I did that show, because I knew so many dudes that was doing it, like, they was moving in with their girl or they was down they love, love say, it's fucking for a place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then they come in talking about it's my house, even though they, was paying, they feel, felt like it was their house because they was paying paying the bills, and I and I and I had a discussion with a few men. I'm like, no, that's not your house. That's your girl's house. Oh, that's my house, man. I'm paying the bills up in here. I was like, she's allowing you to pay bills up at her house. I mean, is your is your name on on the uh, on the paperwork? You know what I'm saying? No, then it's not your house. She can tell you to get the fuck out at any time. You know. So that's why I feel like if a dude is twenty plus, I even give it. I even give it to like twenty five for the for the new generation people, kid. Give them twenty five. You should have. You should have your own apartment. I ain't saying you gotta have the best one, but you should have a apartment. Because it's always it's always gonna be that constant battle, constant struggle of power. You know. Well, then I guess that answers the question on why then, because the, um, the control factor, you know, um, right back then, you know, men were taking care of their women and they had right. a place or they moved into a place together. They went to find a place together. Uh, now, you know, it's so weird that you even say that, that men are moving in with their women when I was growing up you know 
we moved into his house. And it still wasn't no power struggle. It was, we normally will move into the guy's location. You know? Right. And, 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 and most dudes, they like, nah, come over here where I'm at. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you fix the house up how you want to fix it. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, And then eventually they will move into their place. Yeah. yeah. But now it, it's it's so crazy that you that we have to say that. You know, somebody did ask me that the other day. They was asking me a particular location. And I was like, I don't know. Because I normally have my own place or that person have their own place. Right. And if we do go somewhere, that's just because we're trying to be romantic in an essence or in a way or something. But nowadays, I don't know if because, no. Nowadays, most men are not in a position where they have their own place or their... Um, they got their foot planted because they hoard themselves so much that now they have all these children. Their child support is sucking their souls dry and yep. they're fragile. So they're normally living with a person or they're living with their mother. Yep. Because, you know, child support don't give two fucks. You know, they might, hey, take care of these kids and you can't take care of the kids, your ass is going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. If you have any type of licenses and uh, certification, they will suspend them shits and revoke them shits too. So it's like, so it's like most dudes are like, man, let me move in with my girl. I'm tired of staying with my moms and shit. But that ain't your mom's, you know, problem. You should be a man, get your own shit. It ain't your girl's problem. Man up, get your own shit. You know what I'm saying? Get you, get you a studio. You know, that's not saying that you can't go over to her house, chill out for a few days, whatever. And then go but don't, home. Yeah, but then see, go the home. The crazy thing is, it's like, we as humans are just really stupid people. We really are. Yeah. We humans are really stupid. Because everything that's occurring, it's not like it was the first time it happened. It just keeps Yeah, but that's how occurring. people are like, and this is new stuff, and it's not. All this stuff is replays. It's re- recycled. You know, everything that the world's doing is showing you on TV or on the internet. It, everything's recycling. It's re re dis re distribution. I'm saying that word. I know English is my second language, but you know, stuff is being reshipped out. Platforms are being being you know the the, uh, the delivery systems. Is basically different, but the product is the same. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the shit is the same shit is just being recycled. It's just, you know, we used to call dudes out. Like, hey, man, why don't you got your own car? Hey, man, why don't you got your own spot, man? What's up with you? Man, I'm trying to date this this, this chick. Now nah, you a bitch, man. You, don't, you, you, can't, you can't even have your own place, your own car. Where you going to take her to? I'm going to take her to the hotel. Okay. Well, if you ain't got no money, you know? Banging your chick down and bitch with that shit ain't cool. Cool well, at the high school. You know what I'm saying? It's not enough of us hanging out with enough of us anymore, one. And then for two, it's not enough OGs, as we used to call them yep. back in the gap, that would, you know, like you said, as an old head, be like, hey, young blood, what you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Get yourself together. Do this, this, that, and yep. the third. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself uh somewhere. Do better. You know, we, we it's not enough of us doing that anymore. We ain't doing that no more because the thing about it is 
it's like we're so busy trying trying to survive, you know, to where it don't. Because, you know, my thing was I had this idea and I was going to talk to you about it, you know, but, I mean, I'll go more in detail offline with it. But I thought about it's like, hey, you know, in my apartment complex, rent out the, uh, the banquet room, you know, and have like a mint, like a, like a, I don't want to say, like, I want to come up with a cool thing, but basically having men and young men come in there for like, you know, probably rent the uh, thing out for either a day or two days and come and have different men speak, you know, basically teach. I ain't trying to say like, oh, well, we're going to be praying and having church. No, it's like talking to these men about life skills, like, hey, this what could happen to your life if you get a girl pregnant. This is the type of skills that you need if you're trying to get a job. You know what I'm saying? This is how you talk to a woman. You know what I'm saying? These are the type of women that you attract if you're like this. You know what I'm saying? I said that this is why I kind of brought up why you should join the West Indies um, Club of Kansas City. Because um, we're trying to start doing that to the young children. We're trying to get them to understand because they're no longer teaching um, these life skills that we got taught when we were younger in the schools anymore. And um, that I can run it by, you know. Um, I don't know... Like you said, from the apartment complex and maybe it can go from, you know, complex to complex to complex, you know, of helping children, especially the younger men. Because, um, you know, this whole having baby by a whole bunch of people just ain't it. You know, it really ain't. As I was telling, you know, my my new niece is what I'm going to call her, that I honestly don't give two pockets about y'all relationship i don't right but what i do care about is the respect level y'all have for each other and what i do care about that y'all have a younger person that's watching y'all that's underneath y'all and they need to she needs to see the love among each other she needs to see that this is how it's supposed to be so then when she gets older she know it's supposed to be a couple it's supposed to be someone there to help her along it's supposed to be a man there treating her right and comfortably so then when they have children they know what it's supposed to look like and parenting class is a must because you have two different households that's trying to combine into one. A lot of people don't think parenting class is a good thing and it's a European American thing. No, idiots. That's what I'm going to call y'all. It's a everybody thing. Because I'm going to say it again for the people in the back who didn't hear. You have two households that are combining in one. And if as you were saying, if these young men don't know how to be a father, they don't know how to tie a tie. They don't know how to uh, conduct themselves in an interview. They don't know how to look presentable when they walk through the door. They don't know um, how to open a door for a woman. They don't know how to speak to their woman. They don't know that you're not supposed to be, sleep with multiple women, except for the one that you have with you, you know? 
Life is not all about sex. It's about peace, love, unity, and happiness. But we right. are so traditional, because that's what it is. We are traditioned to think that men are supposed to be whores, but nobody is explaining when you are whore, you're broke. Right. Yeah, that that's where they keep getting you at. When you are a whore, you are broke because you're a man. So you're giving and she's receiving. So a woman can be a whore and she's going to gain, build and have something for herself. But as a man being a whore, all you're doing is giving away all your monies. Yep. I'm going to let that sink in for those who kind of got lost when I called y'all an idiot. I'm going to let that sink in. <laughs> I mean, what we say. I mean, what we saying tonight. I mean, you know, the, the, this is game. You know what I'm saying? You know, the game is supposed to be sold, not told. So, you know, this type of information could be removed or banned, not by either party on either platform, but or show. But it could be because it's like, yeah, we have to get back to basics, and it's kind of crazy that I'm saying basics because. We grew up in a world where, you know, boys knew they knew they roles. Girls knew they roles. You know, it's like boys played with G.I. Joe's with the Kung Fu grip. Girls played with the Barbies, Malibu Barbies. But it's like they don't know. They don't know this stuff. You know, they don't know this stuff anymore. It's not, they don't know their roles, you know, and it's like. That's because too many men, too many young men are making our daughters lesbians. Yeah, because, you know, I've talked to a few girls, you know, when I was working in a middle school setting and, you know, somebody's in school, some out of school and they like, well, I'm just telling well, you know, I'm, I'm this now. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, you weren't like that in school. Well, I'm just telling so, so, broke my heart. I said, let me tell you something, honey. I said, I'm just telling got his heart broke, stepped on, crushed on, pissed on plenty of time. But I'm not going gay. I love women still. So, you know, it's like you said. that's one of the most stupid. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's one of the most stupidest cop-outs. Because a woman can break your heart, too. Then what you going to turn to animals? Right. Right. Whoever you go to, male, female, white, black, Asian, Mexican, whatever, yellow, green, whatever. You're trying to say whoever's going to break your heart, okay, then you're going to move on to the next, you know, the next uh, gender. No, it don't. It's, it's like, okay, well, if I'm under fire, it's like, I'm going to just go over here. And it's like, no, because if you keep running, then you'll never, you'll never face anything. You'll never defeat anything, you know? And that's the problem with these new generations. They don't want to face anything anymore. They don't want to, you got to conquer. They don't, they don't want to finish missions no more. You know, it's like, if it's somewhat of a resistance, they just want to hang up the towel. They just want to give it up, you know? Because they were taught that way. Right. Because it's like everything was so handed to them. It was given to them. They didn't have to really go out and cut the grass or they didn't really have to show how to, you know, change a tire. They don't have to show how to wash a car because everything is so modernized. They don't have the problem solving skills. You know, you can give a child an obstacle. Here's the here. Here, here, here. 
They don't even play Tetris, my G. Do you know how Tetris shaped our world? Yeah. You had to strategize. And the more level you moved on, the more you moved up in level, the faster it get. So now you have to learn hand-eye coordination. Yeah. And it didn't come with me pum 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 no one <laughs> it is you know it was clean strategizing and you know for me i used to play tetris so much that i used to dream about the joker in my sleep let me tell you like on how i could have done better to complete that last board that i lost so when I'm driving, I'm still playing Tetris. So I don't look at the person in front of me. I look at the two cars ahead of me. I look at right. the two cars on the side of the car in front of me. And I look at the two cars on the side of me as well as the back. So I know how to maneuver through the highway without being able to get hit. Because I'm strategizing at the same time. You know, they say don't play checkers, you play chess. Yep. I'd rather play checkers. You know what I mean? It sounds really stupid, but there's less things on the board to have to pay attention to and less me have to worry about what you're doing versus me can just say, let me just worry about me on how I'm about to fix this. With chess, you have to worry about both parties. And that's the problem when it yep. comes to life. You too busy trying to figure out what your partner is going to do. You're not your partner. And then yep. you get upset because they didn't do what you thought they would have done, but they're not you. Right. But I mean, people, you know, they always want to say, if you want to be tactical and all that, you know, do, do the chess thing. I, I agree with that to a certain degree, but checkers is also a tactical game too, if not better than chess. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm trying to get on the other side of the board. I'm trying to get your, well, you know, I can care less what I got to sacrifice, but once I get your king, king is over. The game's over, you know? See what you said? Yep. What I have to sacrifice. In yep. checkers, you ain't really trying to sacrifice anybody. You nope. trying to hold on to all your mans. You trying to yep. make sure you get way more than that person gets. Yeah. Why are you trying to get across that board? Yeah, because thing about it is, you know, you got your queen and stuff. Your queen can move wherever. King can go anywhere. But think about it. When you capture the queen. The whole the game game's over. But the, the whole thing going. with chess. Yeah, the whole thing with chess is you have to sacrifice your peoples to yep. get to that next one. I ain't trying to sacrifice you, you know what you know? I mean? And you got your rooks, you got your pawns, but the main ones who get capped out of the game early is the daggone pawns. Because they're on the front and secondary lines. So it goes back to the beginning of our conversation. For those who don't remember, God never sacrificed humans. It was just God lives. never sacrificed humans. Humans started that mess, but God never sacrificed humans was always animals was you know always animals he would try to hold 
Well, even in that little mall, there's this one scripture. I can't remember what it was. One of them little people got lost. And he even paused all of the, hey, hey, y'all stay right here. Okay, I got I to go do something real quick. Let me go figure out where this one little piece of thing went astray. So then we can go on our journey. You know what I'm saying? Playing chess. Uh, let's hope the wolves don't eat him. He'll make it back. <laughs> For real. And that's what we have got to in society where we don't value life. So that's why our legacies as our grandmas are dying. As our grandpas that used to, you know what I'm saying, make sure the grandbabies knew who, what, when, where, or why are dying. Yep. Because we are too busy sacrificing each other for yep. the dollar. For the dollar. Sacrifice are, for, for a treat. That's what it is. That's what it's been And we are accepting too much foolishness out here in these streets. And I just, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. You know, and... You know, you speak highly of me, and I greatly appreciate that. And, you know, most people do. I don't really see it, but it is what it is. Um, I can sometimes um, see and understand Sam Brown weariness in it. Because you get to looking at certain things like... Am I doing this in vain? Like, is there going to be, you know, a reward at the end of this show? You know, uh, right. when the critics is rolling, <laughs> like, how is this going to look? You know what I mean? And, right. you know, writing this book, you know, at first I didn't get it. You know, I didn't. I did just, you know, my testimony of life, you know, and the more and more I'm digging deep into this journey, I'm seeing Sam Brown, you know, I'm seeing the reasons of having to write this book. Right. I'm seeing the reasons of how many people got lost in this path because I took so long to write this book. If I would have exposed the darkness, let's say 17 years ago, um, things would have been different. You know, things would have been different. Oh, people would have been mad at me, you know, but when are they not? Um, But I thank, you know, I thank, I thank, I thank, I thank for me having the opportunity to see the difference between when a person has done what they done and try to fix it and then a person who's done what they done and don't give a fuck on who they damaged. Right. One one is showing redemption, the other one is not. So I know now why he was placed into my life because I again I say I would have felt all of these humans were the same 
Right. I would have put every one of them on the same judgment table. But when you can right your wrongs and constantly trying to fix that mess and clean up that mess, it makes a difference in a human being that you were. And that's me personally why I felt like this man deserves to be on the honor block and the love block and the legacy block and the uh, leadership block. Because most people would have just wallowed in their mess. Most people would have just kind of went on with the day. They may not have done anything else to anybody else. But they never would have truly forgave themselves. They would have turned a hermit. They would have um, not had children. You know, they just they just wouldn't have exist right. in this world. And I think he made it a point to every live, every face, every conversation he had with people he made sure to let them know what a spot free wrinkle clean person looks like and that to me is amazing especially as a black american we don't right. we don't get time to salute those who really made a point and a difference you know and the right. one thing that I do love about him is that he never treated anyone different. No matter what their background, no matter what family they was, no matter if he knew them or not, he never showed favorites and he never treated anyone different. And to me, that's love. Yeah. I mean, it, re I mean, it really is, you know. And that's something that is, I hate to say, but it's, rare, it's very rarely practiced this day and time. It's very rarely practiced. Because when you told me some of the stuff that he did, I'm not saying I don't love God because I do. I'm not saying I don't love people because I do. But I got to be honest. Half the stuff that he did, I wouldn't have done. God would have had to tell me a couple times and beat me down a few more times and strike me down a couple more times for me to even get the idea. Say, like, well, you know what? I guess I help him. Because my thing is, okay, well, you know, because it's funny. I don't mind helping, helping people, but I have a problem when people always want help, but they never want to help anybody else. Mm. That That's like one of my pet peeves. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I want people to help me, but they don't help nobody. Or if they are helping others, it's because they need some a favor returned. Right. You know, or they'll do something. You know, it's just, it ain't cool. And it's like, you burn your shelf life out. Because people look at it as, okay, every time that you call or text or whatever, whatever what the hell you want now? How much are you trying to get? You know, I mean, look at it. That's almost five dollars a gallon. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, we all fighting for life. Life, you know. I ain't got no extra to be giving you. You better get your lazy ass up and get you a job, get you a second job, or work you some overtime, or 
or go get you a little DoorDash to do lift. Fuck it, you know? Right. And so, you know, it's, it's like, you know, like, you know, I had one of these guys at work today and he's like, man, you know, I want to date again, but, the, you know, but there's some pickers out there. And I was like, yeah. I said, but do you really, you know, and I was like, do you really want to do that? He was like, what you mean? I said, you got to get to know a person. I'm like, that takes time. The time is the most valuable thing that you have that you can't get back or Man, you can buy back. Say. And I said, the second thing, I said, the second thing is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect your economics. So he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, you're going to have to spend money. I mean, to go go out to a movie and a dinner is going to cost you about, and, you know, probably go get some ice cream. That's going to cost you between one one twenty one thirty for two people. Because it costs close to 50 bucks just to get up in the movies. And then you're going to spend like a, at least another 40 to 50 to get something to eat up in there. And then they making these movies like two hours plus again. So you, so that's going to force you to get something to eat, get something to drink. Then when you get over the movie, you're going to want to go grab something, you know? So you're spending all this money in hopes of maybe this person is a de- decent person. Then... You go on a few dates. You you already spent two or three hundred dollars. Then she gives you some little weak ass excuse why she can't kick it with you or some shit because she trying to juggle somebody else. But you spent all this money that you can't get back. And time. See what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, man, I didn't think of it like that. I was like, hey man, you better start thinking of it like that. I mean, look, gas almost thought I was yelling. You know what I'm saying? I so, saw my son, same thing. So, so anytime gas go up, food go up. You know, I learned that when I worked at the grocery store, you know, when I was working for Sun Fresh and Price Chopper. You know, so it's like, no, I don't have time to be, I could care less. I had a couple of chicks smiling at me at work today. I gave two fucks. I don't care. Keep it freaking moving. Because I look at it as, what the hell do you want? Man, if it's money, I sure hell ain't giving you no money. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get some money. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to find some money to pay, pay some of these doctor bills I've been racking up these past six, seven months. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not stressing about it. You know what I mean? But you, you get what I'm saying? I'm like, hey. I ain't got no time for no foolishness. Yeah. And everybody always standing with their hand out. Yep, they always got their hand out. They don't want to do do nothing. They don't want to do nothing. They don't want to offer you nothing. You know? I'm like, dang, I ain't trying to say you got to have your penis out of your vagina out, but damn, show, show a nigga or a chick that's really helping you, trying to, trying to make sure that you win, show them a little love sometimes. Just be like, hey, let me take you out to dinner or out to eat to a movie. Like, what's a special occasion? I, I just want to show you that I appreciate you. Or if you feel like you can't do that, then then go to the store. Cook something at home. Invite them over. Netflix and chill. You know what I'm saying? And chill. But think about this. Like like we said, people don't want want to do stuff no more. They, they selfish. You know what I'm saying? It's different ways to pretty much do what you want to do. But, you know, one thing my, my grandmother used to tell me is 
people find find us a way to do what they want to do. And when that started replaying playing back in my mind, it, it, it made me change a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff when it came to some a lot of people. Because a lot of people, you know, they, they say they down for you and this and this, but as soon as your number your number has been pulled to where you need some stuff, they ain't they ain't never got it. They ain't never got it. They ain't got it, you know. Oh, I'm gonna pray for you. You know what? For me to come to you, I've already prayed about it. <laughs> so it don't need to be no more prayer for that particular area. You did, you know. I need whatever the resource is that I need at at that moment. I ain't saying if you have all of it, you have some of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. He said, I already prayed about it. I don't need you to pray about it. What I need you to do is help me. Never. <laughs> Faith without works is dead. And my you never know hard voice. That's funny. I don't know. Yeah. I just. I mean, you, you need help. You already prayed. And faith without works is dead. Faith, okay. Faith means you believing. You praying that that situation change. Okay, the works is the action. If you don't do the action, then what you prayed for was dead. So, okay, I need I need this I need this resource. I need this resource. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't be like, uh, uh hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and I don't pay 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 my rent. Oh, God's good. Okay, well, it's the third, it's the fourth. You know what I'm saying? On the fifth, they're going to start typing right in chill. Hey, you got to get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, they ain't going to go with, oh, uh, hallelujah, you think of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the faith. What the works is, you got to pay. If you don't own your place, you know what I'm saying? If you don't own your house or your condo or your, uh, or the, uh, the, the duplex, you got to pay. Or your house, you gotta pay every month, not unless you own it. You know what I'm saying? They want their money either the first or the third or the fourth, depending on how it, how it's broken up. You know. But you know, I'm glad that we was able to go ahead and finish out Mr. Sam. You know, hopefully, hopefully his legacy, could, you know, can you know continues in some shape, form, or fashion. If anyone doesn't want to like pick up the mantle, which I, I get that, I do understand that, because it's a big, big mantle, big shoes to fill. But they can honor him in different ways, you know. Uh, his family could actually make a scholarship fund or some type of helping fund in, in his honor. You know what I'm saying? They could, you know, put some money together and, and, and do that. You know. But it's kind of like what we said, you know. You know, people are not big on honoring people. It's kind of like once the person pass on, you know, it's kind of like, you know, their life is gone. Yeah. So I'm starting to understand what that Bible scripture says, you know, life ain't nothing but a vapor, you know. But you see how quickly a person forget about you once you're dead. Yep. yep. If you haven't really did some type of very big, impactful stuff. If you don't have anything like on some type of video or some type of audio, it, it's crazy. At least, you know, next 50 years, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever 
it is, shows and stuff we record today, at least people from the future can listen to it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? They can hear our voice. They can hear our mannerisms. This is this. If we ever decide to take it to the next step and, you know, start putting video behind the, our voices, you know what I'm saying? But at least when it's, you know, that's that's the cool thing about the technology internet. It's kind of like a digital fingerprint. Once you put it out there, it stays out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what about the, what about the people like Mr. Amp, you know, Mr. Sam's age? They Technology is foreign to them. You know, you know, I was cleaning up the other day and I found a whole bunch of cassette tapes. And some of those was from from teachers. I know for a fact they hear no more. So what do I have to do? I have to try to somehow transfer it over to a digital format and put it somewhere digital so it can be saved. So, See what I'm saying? Yeah. And then on top of that, their voice can still be heard because a lot of stuff that we take for granted was given to us when we were in our 80s and yep. in the 90s. You know, a lot of stuff that I look back at now, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? All that was really there. Like, a lot of footsteps we could have followed. It was yep. there. But we were so busy, big on trying to, as you know, they are, that's why we still going in this damn 40-day, 40 40-year 40 fucking circle over and over again because we are still so big on fashion and we yep. so big on trying to impress people. We so big on, you know, kicking it and, you know, fly rides and all this other stuff. You know, and the funniest thing just two days ago, yeah? Yeah. Two days ago or just yesterday. Um I was getting gas and seeing a nineteen seventy eight Mustang. And when I said I was in, ooh-wee, when I said I was, yeah, when, dude, I was more excited of looking at this 1978 classic V8 Mustang with all the original parts. You tell me? I'm going to say it again. With all the original, you can't find a new booty with all the parts. Okay? When I said it had the Ford still printed on the engine you hear what i'm saying and this car been sitting for some years and they were still able to restore it it had the uh the tires that he had found for it was still the original tires that would have went to the car but it wasn't the actual tires to the car but right, the right, fact right. that you still was able to find tires from my jeep Almost 50 years ago says a lot about our past was still polished in beauty. I can't remember a freaking song that was made two to three years ago. But give me a song that was made in the early 90s, early 80s, 40s, 50s. I still listen to stuff like that because... I can still sing the words. They're not saying nothing no more. I can still recite the words. I can't recite a love song from five years ago. Let me tell you. You know, and and I was, I think I was there maybe 15 minutes just still at a, you know, I'm asking, what is this? What is that? Can it make it? What is a carburetor going to do? What the head sound like? It had the spark plugs that sat on top of the, um, the common block. 
Man, that Joker was... Dang, I didn't take a picture of the engine. That Joker was sexy. You hear me? Yeah, because they don't even put on cars no more. They don't. And it was a 1978 Mustang. They only made a few of these. A few of these. And when they... Because, the, you know, everybody was like, oh, if it's a V8, it's not really a Mustang, and blah, 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 blah. But the fact that... This 1968, 78, I'm sorry, Mustang is driving from Ohio through Kansas City to go to Colorado. Then we'll go to wow. California to come back to Colorado. Says a lot about our past. Yep. Says a lot about our past. And we are so busy trying to elevate into something that is really destroyable is, is what I'm going to say. It's, it's very destroyable. I'm looking at my mother's two, she got a 2010 Rogue and it's dent to the side and the fender is kind of, you can see the fender bent to, you can look into the engine because it has to be uh, fixed. And all I'm looking at is this plastic piece of shit of a vehicle. No disrespect to the gods. But that's literally all I'm looking at is how thin the fiberglass is to this vehicle. But you spending all these coins on something that can easily disintegrate. Yep. There's no substance in our future. There's no standards and structures in uh, our future. We just, I don't know what the fuck we doing. Because apparently, what the fuck we doing, and I had to cuss at that moment because it leads into this. Apparently, what the fuck we doing ain't quite working. Because if you look at our grocery store prices, you look at our gas prices, you look at our marketing prices... It's full of shit. Yep. A old school house closet wasn't even this big. The house wasn't even this big. But we still was able to put how many families in this one little piece of house? How many folks slept in these rooms together? And it's still standing. The houses they building for $250,000, let the wind blow too hard and watch it go goodbye. Yep. So maybe sometimes things just need to be left as it is. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make it more than what it is. You know what I mean? Yep. So when our kids is looking at the future, Having structure of the past will work completely better than walking on sand. And that's literally what's going on right now. They're trying to take away solid ground from our kids. And that's why it's going to be even harder to create. So when you ask the question, could it be harder to create legacies? Because we're living in a place where anything goes. Right. Crazy when Samira had her awards 
uh, awards a banquet a week before our graduation, and she asked me about a, a couple of names, and I said, "Yeah, I know those names." I said, "I said one was an acting was my uh, acting teacher." You know, she passed a couple of years ago. My name was uh, Sandra Howard, and she always used to have a saying to all of us before we perform, you know, the show must go on. And then, you know, it's times when we had people, we had like a group of us, you know, we was practicing the piece, but then they didn't come to school that day or something happened. And she's like, hey, still performing. You know, the show must go on. If you don't perform, hey, you're going to fail. So we would do, do our parts for their part. And then she ended up giving us like A's for doing that, you know, because we really had to act the parts out, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was one of my favorite teachers. And then it was another one. It was uh, Larry Downing. Now, Tamara asked me about her. She said, who's, who's Larry Downing? I keep hearing his name in school. I said, well, he was one of the vice principals. I said, he was my my vice principal my sophomore year. Like, he was there all four years, but... I got him as my principal my sophomore year. I said, he was a good dude, real good dude. And so they started scholarship funds in these people's honor, you know? I didn't even know he had passed, you know? So it it made my heart feel good. I was kind of shocked and surprised, like, man, I can't believe that he passed, you know? But I got some type of comfort that... He has a scholarship in his name, you know. He, you know he was, a, you know, he was an educator for thirty years. You know what I mean? So to me, that was a legacy, you know. So it's, it's so many ways we can honor people. Just you know, with the legacy, don't let the world forget about people who truly made an impact for the world or really try to change their life and trying to help other people's lives and really change. Don't let the world forget their name because doing that is like letting their light extinguish. Mm. And then at that point, I feel if you do that, then the person truly has died at that point. Especially if they have, you know, dedicated their life to make the world a better place and, and to teach, you know, you know, we need to start celebrating people who don't deserve it. You know, people who cause chaos and mayhem. That's that's what would have celebrated now, not the ones who's really making footnotes and footwork for the future. Right. All those these cocksuckers. You know, I can't wait till you finish your book because it's going to be very impactful. And I see why God gives us how he gives us because there's very few people that's really going to be bold enough to just come out and just air it out. We we are a rare breed. We are a rare breed if we decide to choose truth and accept it or not. But I finally accepted that the other week. I'm like, hey, when God tells me say for to say to a person, I'm just gonna say it. You know, get two folks and how they feel about it. Yeah. Cause some people, you know, they talk to you and all that, and they want to talk shit to you. But when you call them on they shit, or you don't say nothing, you're like God, let me get them. Nah, nah, don't get them. 
but don't bring don't bring mess, you know. I literally seen Marvin's ass when I was talking talking talk, talking to you, dude. He did not come over there one one time, one time. So what did he want? I don't know. I mean, it was probably some bullshit though. But but you know what I'm saying. But when your man Alex was over there, he didn't come over there one freaking time. So I'm like, yup. When people they 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 know people know when they when they start mess, they know that who they can test and who they can't. I just think with my, my my particular thing, I think I'm just too freaking nice. You know what I'm saying? But that shit about to change. Because it's kind of like, okay, I know where God has me. You know what I mean? You know, I can't act how I want to act, but I can't act how I used to act. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the world is just getting too freaking freaking crazy and so if you can't just be straightforward and honest then it's nothing that can be done so yeah 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 I I, I, I second that 100% yeah I just have to get to a place where you know as I always tell my son and I Tell all the males in my family, I don't care what happens, don't lose your voice. Yep. You know, with my kids. It's the most powerful thing that you got. Don't lose your voice. You know, your word is bond, but you can't lose your voice. You can't allow people to walk over you. Yep. And you go home being pissed off. I refuse. Yep. You the only one that's going to get pissed off. I had to tell. I had to tell Tim that uh, two days ago. I'm like, if, if somebody asks you to do something and you say no, they need to respect the fact you said no. You don't want to do it. End of the story. You know, and, and that was another thing that I used to tell my kids too. I don't care what the freak is going on around here. Ain't nobody going to get whooped but you. Their parents might not care what they're doing, but I do. So take yep. into consideration of what you're doing. With your time. Yeah. It's just it your voice has to be heard. If you don't want to do something, don't let nobody persuade you into doing it. No. Because yeah. again, ain't nobody gonna get hurt but you. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But I truly enjoyed this segment. Granted, it took us 95,000 years to get to it. But, you know, time is always of essence. And timing is not always bad timing with God timing. So, I'm grateful for that, you know. And I hope no disrespect to the gods. Um, We will put the... I'm going to put that out there. That we are very spiritual people. We are very... Critical people when it comes to Yahweh, Yahshua, you know, Eli, God, Jesus, whomever you want to, you know, call them. Um, are we church 100% people? Not I. Do we believe right. in the church? Uh-uh. To a certain extent. <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> like, not even going to lie, you know. 
um, is the body of Christ on water cord? No, they're not. Not right now. Not no more. Um, but we are truly people that believe in prayer. We're people that believe in being on one accord with God. Uh, right. We are, well, I, well, let me reword this. Because <laughs> I was going to say we are not professionals, but unfortunately one of us is. Um, <laughs> you know, my degree ain't nowhere near in that, but it's okay though. Um we're we're not licensed psychiatrists or anything of that nature. Right. But we are licensed to life and we have been through more than enough <laughs> I personally feel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To not have an open, honest opinion on certain and a lot of things. We have been through enough lessons in life to know right and wrong. You know, there's no more compromising situations. There's no more compromising ourselves to make other people feel good. We were way over that. And I don't know if because we're over 40. Nah, I've been that way. But there's no more yes-mens. That's what I can honestly say. Right. We're no longer yes-mens. If it don't feel right in our spirit, we're just not going to be a part of it. You know, right. you know, the same lessons we teach our kids, we are doing and practicing. You know, there's a whole thing where pastors say, do as I say, but not as I do. We are right. trying to practice. We do as we say, and we do as we do, especially when it comes to our kids. Because if we can, as adult 40-year-old parents that fucked up our kids, not our kids personally, but the class of 95 to two, the class of 95 to 2000, uh, the class of 95 to 2000 has missed a beat in the initial foot stamp of raising our kids um and i can honestly say that because as i said earlier our sons are making girls lesbians and our kids our kids are killing our kids and when we finally let that resonate in our minds then we can start having the old tupacs again we can start having the early malcolm x um when i said early i mean they were 20 Martin Luther King was 20. Edgar was 20. You know, these people that were making changes and fixing things and not accepting some of the buffoonery that's going on was well in their early 20s. You know? Yes, not a lot of people going to like it, but at the end of the day, we are getting too comfortable with allowing other colors to sweep in and take from us. And we're turning cheeks. Our neighborhoods need to be taken back. Um, I'm personally sick of riding around in this city looking at certain areas that I knew used to look polished because we had the elders there not accepting none of that foolishness. Um... And that goes for a lot of neighborhoods. Like, look at Detroit. By now, enough of us, and I could say myself within two, 
enough of us could find a way to do we could, we could do GoFundMe's for a bunch of bullshit. So we could do a GoFundMe to go in and clean up Detroit so it can be where it once was. Right. You know, as uh Tim was saying earlier, you know, remove the boys and girls club. How about we just put ourselves as boys and girls clubs? To start teaching our young women and young men how to conduct themselves in interviews and just within themselves and understand to have a conflict. Like, I just really heard a story today that broke my heart. And I'm praying that it's not true that a friend killed another friend because he was having relations possibly with his mother. When you could have just sat down with your friend and have a conversation. Granted, they grown. But at the end of the day, you could have sat down with your friend and be like, my G, I feel some type of way. Or you could have went to your mother and said, I feel some type of way. Now you possibly about to go 25 to life over a 10-minute conversation. How can we groom legends if y'all keep killing them? And y'all keep thinking these humans that we have in government is it. They don't give a fuck about us. Nope. They don't care. Not one moment of it. Because they still get to enjoy... All of what they have now, with or without us. My name is Danny J. My show is Have a Seat and Tap In. This is my favorite human being. Um, Tim Apollocky, Trapped in a Bubble. I hope you enjoyed every moment of our segment. Um, if you want to, you know, leave a comment, call in, talk to us. Anchor provides all of that. Um, I think Spotify as well. You can write out a question and we can go back and answer it. No, Spotify does that. You can write out a question and we can come back and answer it. And, you know, if you want to open up group chat, we can do that too. Um, I think that is it. Oh, um, his book is Pimp in a Pulpit. You can find it on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Nobles and a couple few places. Google it. It'll show up. Um, is there anything else? We ran out of time. Uh, basically, I enjoy the segment. Can't wait to do more segments. And like we like to say here, if you don't believe in yourself, believe in God. And we're out of here. Yeah, have a good night. Or day. Yeah, I had to break it up into two segments, so I'll have to do some little cut, uh, cut and paste. <laughs>